Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, October 2nd, 2017. Today we are reading from the Big Book, Chapter 11, and we are at page 152, Paragraph 2. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Nancy H., the 12 traditions, Esther F., and reading the text are Craig F., Deborah S., and Katie G. The reference number for Sunday, October 1, Special Edition is 10492. That's 10,492. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Nancy H. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy H. from Massachusetts, Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Twelve steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for the privilege of letting me read. I pass. Thank you, Nancy. I will now ask Esther F. To read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everybody. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare comes first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 
Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, over, uh, Eaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 152, paragraph two. I will ask Craig F. to begin reading. Good morning. This is Craig F., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Oh, great. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yes, there is a substitute, and it is vastly more than that. It is a fellowship in Alcoholics Anonymous. There you will find release from care, boredom, and worry. Your imagination will be fired. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. Thus we find the fellowship, and so will you. How is it to come about, you ask? Where am I to find these people? You're going to meet these new friends in your own community. Near you, alcoholics are dying helplessly like people in a sinking ship. If you live in a large place, there are hundreds, high and low, rich and poor, these are future fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Among them, you will make lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties, for you will escape disaster together, and you will commit shoulder to shoulder your common journey. Then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. You will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Wonderful set of readings. I, I, uh, um, when I was uh, hadn't darkened the door of a 12-step meeting yet, I was sitting in a bar on a Sunday afternoon. I just had a uh, a big lunch at the 
a brunch buffet and I was sitting there drinking uh, uh, brandy and uh, feeling pretty good about myself. And I was reading an article uh, in the newspaper where they were interviewing a psychologist or psychiatrist, and, and they said something to the effect, he was talking about all kinds of addiction, and they said something to the effect about with all the damage that, that addiction does in society, shouldn't we just make drugs and alcohol illegal and, you know, make it illegal to do these other addictive behaviors? And uh, he, the guy uh, said no. He said what we have out there are a whole lot of people that are self-medicating their anxieties. <clears throat> and if you take that away from them without putting something else in its place, you're going to create more social havoc than uh, you, you cure. And I'm sitting there in my ignorance thinking, the guy's talking about something like methadone. And uh, I, I thought, I wonder if they have a methadone treatment for compulsive eaters. And uh, um, then I read on in the article, and the guy was talking something freaky about some sort of religious or spiritual thing that he wanted to put in that place. And, and uh, I thought, well, I can see that, get religion and maybe get over my addiction. But I couldn't see through what he was talking about to see the rest of this this uh, sharing, which is that uh, we're going to put a spiritual way of life. You know, they, they describe the spiritual way of life in these next two paragraphs as um, the fellowship growing around, up around you. But that fellowship doesn't grow up around you um, until, I believe, in, until you've uh, uh, reduced your ego through the this process of the steps. And until you've accepted your humanity and, and, and realized you're just another bozo on the bus, as it's said on here, and uh, that you're just one of, you know. And when, when I become one of, the more I become one of uh, the, the crowd, the more I uh, accept that I'm just another human being. I'm not, uh, not that special. I'm not terminally unique. Uh, the easier it is to have that fellowship grow up around me. The the less uh, prickly I am to be around, the more uh, uh, desirable, the desirous I am of that of that uh, uh, fellowship that they're describing. And uh, and and I, I found this promise, and this really is a promise to be true, that uh, that this fellowship does grow up around you if you do this. Um, do this work, and uh, you find people that don't know you and still love you, and people that uh, that um, are supportive and understanding, and they, they we share a common peril, and and we share a common uh, we share a common solution, and uh, what a what a wonderful way to live, uh, and it is more satisfying than riches and silver, you know, uh, uh, it, it it is. You will learn the meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, and that's a, a perfect description of, of the kind of uh, humility that, uh, that I think we're aiming for in those steps. And, and you know, I, I can't get there. I'm Hi. never going to be, thank you, I'm never going to get there perfectly, but uh, well, I, I can claim spiritual progress and not spiritual perfection. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, thank Kate. you so much. Okay, thank you, Craig. And so we're at the bottom of page, um, or in the middle of page 152. Yes, there is a substitute, but we will be focusing on those next two paragraphs. So who would like to share? Carla G. Judy from Boston. 
Hazani okay, A. Madam. Chrissy G. Hazani Barbara A. E. Okay, just Katie wait one D. second. Yes, I got you. Uh, okay, I have Matt M, Harlan G, Katie G. Um, I think I heard Sally A. Navani um, A. Oh, Navani A? Yes. Okay. And Chrissy, was that Chrissy G? Okay, go ahead. Who else? Yeah, Chrissy G. Okay. Larry. Larry K. Paula D. Paula D. Did I hear Barbara E? Devorah S. Barbara E. Okay, Devorah S. and Barbara E. And we'll stop there. Okay. Okay, so I have Matt M, Harlan G, Katie G, Nirvana A, Chrissy G, Larry K, Paula D, Devorah S, and Barbara E. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Thank you, moderator. I don't know who it is, but thank you for your moderating today. Um, good morning, everyone. This is Matt M, Fourth Silver Eater from New Jersey. Yeah, normally we are people who are not mixed. This program has given me such wonderful people in my life that have really have saved me from the bitter morass of self-pity and despair that I put myself into when I'm struggling. And even though I'm struggling right now, putting the food down, I haven't given up on this program. I come every day. I'm here every morning. I call my sponsor regularly. I do what I have to do, and it's not easy because it's this disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful. But I always, I'm, everybody I want to talk to is only one phone call away. I have hundreds of numbers in my phone, and all I got to do is reach in there and pick one, and I can reach reach out to somebody, and somebody will be there on the line, and I can talk myself down. I can talk myself down off the ledge too, and it's a miracle because there's some people I got to meet at the convention that I never would have thought I would ever meet before, and it's a wonderful experience. And uh, I'm grateful that I had that opportunity. I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to stay connected every day, one day at a time. Because if I don't make the phone calls, then if I disappear, no one's going to know I'm gone, you know? So it's a, it's, it's a, I'm taking a little bit of an insurance policy out every time, every new, new new phone call I make or every person I call on the line that I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. And if I do happen to disappear, people will notice and I'll get phone calls, which I've gotten before when I haven't been on the meeting for a couple of days. So it's a great feeling knowing that I do have a fellowship that's grown up all around me. And because of the grandfather fellowship of AA, if it wasn't for AA, I would never be here either. So I'm just grateful for um, a lot of different things in my life today. I'm grateful that I'm here. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. And uh, Harlan G., you're up, followed by Katie G. Thank you very much, and thank you to Team Monday for your service in making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a, compul- I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yesterday... I had an opportunity to go to a bar, which I don't normally go to. I'm not a drinker. I'm not really a bar person. And we were watching football, and there was 20 of us, minimally 20 of us. And every single one of those people are people that I have known for a minimum of 50 years. Every single one of the people that met at that bar, except for the spouses and stuff like that, we all went to the same high school. We all went to Mather High School in Chicago. I love those people, and they love me, and we've known each other for a very, very long time. I had to leave a little early because I was going to meet somebody at a coffee place near my house to do some OA service. I was thinking as I was going, every one of those people has no clue why I'm doing what I'm doing in in OA. Not a clue. 
And all my life, I thought that the thoughts and the activities, the actions, behaviors, and consequences of the food in my life were secret unto me. That these thoughts, these actions, were only unique to me, my mother, and my father. And it made me feel alienated. It made me feel horrible. And I found a group of people that think like me and that behave like me around food. I never knew I was home until I heard my mishagas, my craziness, coming out of somebody else's mouth. I recently had the honor and privilege of being at the convention of Vision for You in Newark, New Jersey. And I reacquainted with some of you and met some of you for the first time there. And in an instant, I understood that you understand. And I understand that there's a place that I can go where I can not only be understood, but I can understand. And that place is Overeaters Anonymous. And the only place that I can go to share that common denominator is here in OA. Because there's not another sector of life that I can go into where I can be understood like that, and that's a lot. Shoulder to shoulder, we are trudging the road of happy destiny. I'm not alone. And that feeling that I'm not alone is one of the greatest, most comforting feelings in the world. This is home. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan. Okay, Katie G, you're up by followed by Hazani A. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, my fellows. This is Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, among them, you'll make lifelong friends. And, you know, I never knew what a friend was. I knew what hostages were. I knew how to relate to food. I knew how to take you and shove you inside of me until you stopped working for me. And then I knew how to spit you out. I knew how to demand from you that you give me everything I need today so that I feel safe and secure. So, you know, for me, I have to shift this and remember, you know, what this book teaches me, that no human power can relieve my food addiction, right? But... I am bound to love in love with all of you, every single one of you. We are escaping disaster together, and you are teaching me one day at a time how to show up and to give of myself. I am honored every day with the way um, women and men um, demonstrate to me what care and love is and to give of them without give them themselves without asking me for anything back and it doesn't it's it's like it doesn't occur to them and because of that modeling there is a shift going on for me internally and where does that shift where did that shift start for me well it started when I started remembering your birthdays and I started remembering, oh, so-and-so had surgery about a week ago, and I'm worried about her. I hope she's okay. And let me call her again today and see how I can help her. Or, oh, so-and-so had something go on, and I'm really concerned about them. Or how about, oh, so-and-so, I know that this person is a wonderful person, and we're not able to be in touch right now, but I heard them on the line, and they're on fire with their life. And you know what? 
They may not be able to give me anything, but guess what? It lights me up inside. You light me up inside when I hear you survive and rediscover life. When I hear you say, you know what, KDG, I got through this and I didn't eat. You know what, KDG, I made an amend and I'm okay today. You light me up. Love thy neighbor as thyself. All of a sudden, I'm caring more about your success. I'm fully enveloped in you. And that is what it means to me for death of self, for successful living. And I fall short. I get on me. I think about me. And what do you guys do? I call you and you help me survive and rediscover life. And you say, Katie G, death of self, man, what are you doing? You're selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and afraid. What's going on? I am bound to all of you, not because like my food buddies, we, we used to eat and binge and drink together, but because you know my heart, you know my deepest secret, but you are teaching me the deepest thing about my freedom today, which is recovery. Thank you. And I'm going to keep marching shoulder to shoulder with all of you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie. Next, we have Hazani A, followed by Chrissy G. Star one to unmute, please, Hazani. Okay, let's go on to Chrissy G, followed by Larry K. I guess I wasn't unmuted, but good morning, everyone. My name is Hazani, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, this is my first time on the line, so I'm a little bit nervous. I have been listening for over a year, and all of you have given me a lot of strength and hope. I um, came into these rooms in 2015 after years of overeating, binging, purging, um, all sorts of things. I was in isolation, and I was close to suicide because I could not seem to drop the weight. I couldn't st stop eating, and I just didn't know why. I had given myself up as being a glutton and a, just a nobody. Being someone that had been raised in an orphanage and there because of abuse at a very early age, about five or six, I never had the nurturing, and so I just felt like this is what life was. I was isolating myself and eating. I was in a rage all the time when I wasn't eating. And um, a friend of mine, well, associate, told me, let's go to OA. Well, she didn't stay. But when I started hearing people share my story about this very same thing that was going on in their lives that was going on in mine, I said, this is where I need to be. I didn't exactly know what was going to happen in the program, but I knew that it was going to be better than what I had been experiencing. So I got a sponsor right away, and I started working the steps and everything. Ever since then, it's been wonderful. I have met people that I know will be in my life forever. I am no longer eating, binging, and purging. I now have an eating plan. I now have people in my life that I know will be in my life forever. I am so very grateful for OA. I'm grateful for the people that are on the line that I believe through my higher power helped save my life because I was at the at the brink. And I'm just feel so very grateful to be here. I'm so grateful for everybody that I've heard for over a year. And I didn't have the courage to speak up until now. And I'm very glad that my higher power gave me the courage to get on the line this morning. And I want to thank you all. And I will continue listening, and I will continue coming to these rooms for the rest of my life. And I pass. 
Thank you so much, Azani. Um, Chrissy G, you're up, followed by Larry K. Chrissy, star one, just unmute. Hi. This is Chrissy G, recovered in New Jersey. Um, I love the part where it says that we wouldn't meet these people, we, we wouldn't be friends with these people. It was the first inkling of spiritual awakening for me when I would go to meetings and I would see people that were older than me, um, men, women, people from different walks of life, and I felt what they felt our souls were connected. And that sense, that's, that really was the, the little mustard seed of my faith and my, my belief in that we're all connected and that we're all connected in a beautiful way, that all of our faults and weaknesses is what unites us. It's, it's what I used to be ashamed of. It used to be that my, my eating disorder, all of my weaknesses and insecurities in my brain used to feel me isolated from people and now the spiritual awakening was the shift in my thinking to realize that this is the very essence of what connects me to other people is this humanity this weakness this um need for a higher power that we all have that we're all broken and we all need a higher power it was amazing it was amazing um, beginning of a spiritual awakening for me that's just blossomed over over the years and and it spread to I can see not just people in the program have th these weaknesses you know I don't get I'm not privy to everybody's inside thoughts like I am with people in the program you know I get they my my friends and network in the program uh, openly show me their weakness and and for, for me to be able to see the weaknesses of other people, not by what they tell me, but just because I, I know people. I know people better than I did before. I used to believe the lie that everybody had it together and that I was the only one that was a mess. And now I know the truth that we're all broken and we all need a higher power. And that's a source of comfort for me, not a source of shame anymore. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Chrissy G. Okay, Larry K, you're up, followed by Paula D. Hey, Katie. Good morning. Um, Larry K, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. You know, it's um, I, I really do enjoy um, these paragraphs. You know, but it, near you, alcoholics are dying helplessly, like people on a sinking ship. You know, I, I don't have to search too far in the Chicago metro area to find uh, people who are dying from this untreated condition. They're everywhere. You know, I, I have colleagues who are dying of this disease. I see relatively young students signing uh, early death warrants from this disease. I have family members who are quite likely to, to die of a condition they don't even know they have. They don't know they're afflicted with it. But in contrast, you know, I'm told that hundreds of folks get on the on this line on a daily basis, longing for recovery, you know, uh, desperate for a solution. <clears throat> I remember being one of those people uh, back in the day, and, and how wonderful there are, you know, maybe three to four hundred people on this line each morning, 
Yeah, for me, you know, I, I can't help but wonder why there isn't three to four million willing to engage in a practical program of action, a program of action that really works. So we trudge together, right? We, we become bound together by a common quest for a, a spiritual transformation. And that God-centered, it provides ultimate freedom. You get across the bridge towards freedom, freedom from the bondage of compulsive overeating. And, and we, we escape disaster, right? What a great thing. And of course we're bound together. Of course we have friendships. I mean, come on. It's amazing. And they say that a miracle is something that is not explainable by natural or scientific laws. In other words, it's improbable. It's it's an extraordinary event. Well, no duh, right, Sherlock? No duh. This was never about science. It's a miracle. Wonder of wonders. It's a miracle, blah, blah, blah. I don't know the rest of the words. But how beautiful to be on this road together trudging. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Okay, Paula D., you're up, followed by Deborah F. And thank you, and thank you for your service this morning. Privileged to be here. My name is Paula D., recovered by and with the grace of God. I'm going to begin with the last line here. You will learn the full the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. I didn't get it right. Through the steps, I learned to love myself. But who was I injuring? Injuring many, many around me. But it started with me. If I am to get better, and if I and as I did, and that is in past tense, it is the same thing. Paula, you take care of yourself. I do. I do, not selfishly. That's where the steps are. Total surrender. Coming to believe in a power greater than me that loved me. That was the only way I could love others. It must begin there. And as I read and I listen to these words and commend shoulder to shoulder, oh, what life has done, the high and the low, the rich and the poor. And, you know, I am down currently in Florida, so I'm not usually on this, this line at this time. Oh, wait a minute, though. It doesn't matter where I am. I live it out. We transmit. Seems that I'm in Florida because our dear friend Irma decided to kind of play around with my lanai. And play around she did. She left quite a mess, by the way. It's repairable. It's repairable. So I came to another community. And that's what it says. Meet these new friends in your own community. Wherever you are. You are and you bring, and that's what I see right here. First, I would read these words, and I'd get discouraged. Hundreds. Oh, no. Yes. Hundreds. They're all about. And I will tell you, I row my own boat. And I let them row their boat. I'm not here to tell you what to do or how to live, unless you invite me in your boat. If you don't invite me in your boat, I'll row with you. That's it. That was the shoulder to shoulder. I thank you for the opportunity that was given me this morning. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. Okay, Deborah S., you're up, followed by Barbara E. And then we'll open it up for more shares. Hi. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everyone. Vision for you. And thank you all for being here. And my name is Deborah S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. 
thank God. Um, so many great lines in these paragraphs. And, um, you know, honestly, when I came into this program, um, I wasn't working a full program. I was working a very tool-based program and, you know, doing the same thing over and over, getting three, three phone calls a day, three meetings a week, and blah, blah, blah. And I said to myself, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? I mean, boy, this could be boring. I mean, like, what is this? And it says here, you know, you will find release from care, boredom, and worry. But the truth of the matter is, when I started working in the big book, um, you know, it wasn't boring anymore because I saw that there's just so much work to be done um, on my, my in, in my relationships, in my in my personal, you know, growth, spiritual growth. I mean, that's nothing but boring. And there's always something for me to work on, and um, and there's a lot of relationships out there, and with friends and relatives, and my own in my own home. You know, just so much to do um, to become the person that I'm meant to be. So there's no boredom anymore. There's a lot of work to be done. And, you know, as far as, you know, friendships in this program and people that I meet, you know, I could be so tired yesterday at the end of the day, I was cleaning up my kitchen, putting things away, washing down the counters, and I get a text, are you available to talk to me? And, you know, it was a woman in program who needed some guidance. And, you know, all of a sudden I said, sure, why not? And, you know, and there I am, you know, it was a thing that I didn't think I was going to do at the end of the day. It was later in the evening and I was exhausted, but you know what I did and I was able to help her out. And that's what we, that's what I do. That's what we do in this program. We're there for one another. We understand each other. And, you know, she hung up and said, gee, now I feel I have, I have a purpose. I have a plan. I, I know what to do for today. And, you know, so grateful that, you know, we're there for each other and we understand each other. We, 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 we talk the language of our hearts to one another. No one else. My family doesn't understand what I do. No, my, my, I have sisters. I have relatives. They don't know what, what I do in this program. And it doesn't matter. I know what I need to do to stay recovered and keep the relationships that I have. And I could show up today um, without an agenda. And, um, and that is quite thrilling. And I'm really, really grateful to be part of this. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. As Barbara E., you're up. Thank you so much. This is Barbara E. in New Jersey. I know I must get along without going to food when I'm agitated, bored, irritated, or life doesn't go my way when people disagree with me, but what will I use as a substitute? Yes, that's what I wondered. Food took up so much of my day. Well, today in 2017, the fellowship, people who understand my compulsion to overeat and are willing to give me their valuable time to talk and the wiggle room to refocus my brain and also my reaching out to others to offer myself a service is such a wonderful substitute for the food. I use writing also as a tool. Life beyond excess is out there. I will find a way to escape disaster. We all will together. I know what it means to really care about others. 
I am admonished, and I do it poorly, to drink eight glasses of water a day. I also know that I have to say thank you multiple times a day for you, for the fellowship, for OVERA, for being directed here. I learned that recovery is my choice. I can be hopeful rather than hopeless. I can choose to act from faith rather than react from fear and despair. I am enjoying life rather than merely surviving now. It was truly about learning to change my mind and my focus from me-centered to other-centered. What a gift. OA, the program, the fellowship, you. Thank you so much. I pass. Okay, thank you so much, Barbara E. Who else would like to share? Kim A. Kim H. Lisa B. Kim H. Okay, I got Kim H. Lisa B. Melissa C. Who else did I? I can't understand you. Um, Pete B. Pete B. Okay, great. Okay. Um, Jeanette S. Jeanette S. Okay, I think that's that's good for right now. We have Kim H., Lisa B., Melissa C., Mara Z., Russ M., Pete B., and Jeanette S. Go ahead, please, Kim H. Hi, my name is Kim H., and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. Um, this is my first time sharing on the line. And I am a little nervous, but I loved what I heard today about the fellowship of OA. Um, yesterday, I actually did my first long lead in my home group. And as part of my share, I talked about how um, when I was at my lowest and I was in desperation, how I felt so isolated and alone. And I, that's exactly how I felt. I had one friend, and I didn't have um, a higher power in my life, and I was miserable. And I went further in my share about how after I was, uh, somebody told me about OA, and I got into OA, and now I've been in OA for going on four years, um, how that one friend turned into a thousand million friends <laughs> and it's so wonderful to uh, if I'm traveling like next week I'm going to go on a cruise and they have friends of Bill meetings on the cruise and of course I don't know those people and the people that I'm going with don't understand what I'm doing but I can walk into a room of strangers who are in 12-step programs and they get me and it's so amazing um, if I go to a different state or what have you that we have this commonality that that just links us together even though you know I don't know the name of their siblings and I am so grateful for that and I would not have made it otherwise because when I was in the throes of my desperation I just didn't see any hope I didn't see any way out and I didn't have anyone who understood what I was going through in my life and I, 
it's so different now, and I'm just so grateful to be a part of OA. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, um, Kim H. Lisa B., you're up, followed by Melissa C. Good morning. This is Lisa B., a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Thank you for your service. The line that speaks out from, jumps out for me uh, is, you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. That's a, really, um, that's a really cool statement. So when I look up the word journey, it says an act of traveling from one place to another. And some synonyms of that are trip, ex expedition, excursion. I need to remember that this is a process. It's a journey. It's not a destination. And, you know, um, it tells me what we read a few days ago or a week or so ago that my job now is to be at a place where I can be of maximum helpfulness to others. So one of the first things I started to feel, a symptom I started to feel, is working with my recovered big book guide. Um, I was entirely abstinent. We were going through the pages in this book. And the first symptom I started to feel was joy. I started to feel joy. And that reminds me, and there is a solution. It says, however our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual ways. So today I have that inner joy inside of me it began to take root inside of me as a result of doing this work and completing the steps and now living them over and over as I work with others and living in those growth steps every day of 10, 11, and 12. And when it talks about love thy neighbor as thyself, that's a very unnatural act for me. That's not a natural place for me to be. Just like the statement, thy will be done not mine. That's not a natural place for me. I need all of you to help me. I need my higher power to be, that's been there all along, but to uncover that power inside of me to help me to live that way and commencing with all of you. And the step 10s helped me so much. The step 11 all through the day helped me. But it's only a one day at a time thing, and it's only dependent on my spiritual condition. It's not like a degree I get, you know, oh, that's done. Now I don't ever have to do it. It's every day, day in and day out. But I have to remember part of that journey is being willing to let go of old ideas and my prejudices and my preconceived ideas. You know, I think I know what's best for me, and often I think I know what's best for others, and I don't know anything. Every day I start my day out on my hands and knees, basically, God, take me, use me, live through me, work through me, show me how to be. What is your vision for me? What is your vision for me? Help me to be that vision. And that's it, you know. And... Um, it's, it's a real uh, adventure. It is an expedition. I guess the journey is growing closer and closer every day to my higher power. But, you know, God lives inside of you. So learning to be close with other people and not have those struggles, um, being aligned with my higher power, being right with the world, it's a whole new adventure. It's a new way of living. And I need this book, this manual, to show me how to do it. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, Melissa C., you're up, followed by Maura Z. Hi. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C., Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, you know, um, a couple things come to mind. One is that, like, when I came to OA, um, like, no offense, I wasn't looking for any new friends. Like, I felt like friends and people in my life had enough. Um, and and could you hear the annoyance? Like, I had enough of people. Like, I felt 
um, I needed like peace from the people in my life. I felt like I needed space from the people in my life. I thought what I really needed was to focus on me and forget everybody in my life um, because I felt like they were letting me down. You know, I was looking at it backwards. I was looking at these people in my life were not giving me what I wanted and were taking from me. And um, and so when I came here, but I wasn't looking for that. And I also, um, you know, I'm a member of a large family. I have a lot of people, and um, and I felt exhausted by people. And um, you know, and yet when I came here, I was really hungry for different types of relationships. I was hungry to um, to have a real a real relationship with people that didn't involve me getting what I wanted from them or me um, impressing others. And so what I got here was like real honest relationships. That, and, and what are these friendships based on? You know, like, is it common interest? Is it common life circumstances? Well, yes, it's, it's a common disease that we share and our common focus is on a spiritual connection, which happened for me through people. Like, I didn't get connected with God sitting by myself focusing on me. Like, I got connected with God and continue to get connected with God when I commence shoulder to shoulder and focus on you, focus on other people, focus on being useful. And the friendships that I've grown around me, this fellowship that has grown around me, is unbelievable. Like, I... um you know, I saw someone over, over the weekend um, who I used to be very, very close with, and our friendship ended in a not a nice manner, and I had attempted to make amends to her. She's not interested, and I'm not looking to reconnect with the friendship. I just know that I had a part in it. And I saw her over the weekend, and I, you know, God bless this program of recovery because I'm fearless. I can look her in the eye. I greeted her with a smile, which I learned from you guys. I learned it's not about right and wrong. I made my amends. She's still not interested. She still won't look me in the eye, and that's okay. I can, and guess what? I can pray for her, which you taught me as well. Um, and so I just, I'm just so grateful to be doing this shoulder to shoulder. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Maura uh, Z, you're up, followed by Russ M. Thank you, KDS and Team Monday. Maura Z, recovered in Virginia. Um, let me start my timer. Okay. If you live in a large place, there are hundreds. High and low, rich and poor, these are future fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Among them, you will make lifelong friends. So it's not just the high and the low. It's not just the rich and the poor. For me, it was the anorexics and the bulimics and the exercise bulimics and the overeaters and the binge eaters and the grazers. It was it was all of us, all of you. Um, you know, I didn't have anything in common with, I still don't have anything in common with certain behaviors, um, but we all have this one thing in common. We all are maladjusted to life. We all have used and abused or restricted food in some way as a coping mechanism because for me, and I will take it back and be C 
speaking only in the I, um, I, I didn't know how else to cope. Something was not right in me. parents aren't given a big book. <laughs> Here, teach this to your child. Um, but, you know, we learn in OA, in the rooms. I learned here to make friends with people, you know, with whom I had very little in common looking in from the outside. But when we look in from the inside, I have a great deal in common with probably everyone on this line this morning and and any that I meet at a face-to-face meeting. I have an allergy of the body. I have obsession of the mind. And I don't know how to deal with life on life's terms. However, I have had this book placed in my hands. And I have been taught by someone in whom the problem was solved. And so I now can escape disaster disaster. And I can do it together with others. I can commence shoulder to shoulder on a common journey. I have learned the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. And I continue to learn it every day. Because when I stop learning, I'm in trouble. And uh, with that, I'll pass. And a good morning from my dog, Max. Thank you, Katie. Thank you so much. Okay, Russ M, you're up, followed by Pete B. And then I think we may be out of time, but hopefully Jeanette S. will be able to jump in. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes. All right. Thank you, Katie, for your services. This is Russ M., compulsive overeater in Marstown, Pennsylvania, outside of Philly. Whew, what can I say? But whew, these are heavy-hitting passages here. And when I, you know, when I heard you guys reading them, I just welled up with a sense of gratitude for for a group that, when I came to the doors, I'm like, yo, I'm good with friends. I just got to get this mess out of my face, this craziness. I got to get, I got to get rid of. I need a quick fix. And then I was turned on to vision for you, and all that changed. You know, it says, among them you will make lifelong friends. You'll be bound to them with new and wonderful ties for you will escape disaster together. And this week, I had several of my fellows here bail my rear end out. They got me, they protected me from getting into a real dark place real quickly. And I appreciate that. And my heart has opened up to new friends. And this is my, this is my family in, in a way. And as Charles said, I'm I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it real because I can't go on without you. I would have lost my kids, my wife, my my career, everything last January. If I if I didn't if I didn't have desperation, I didn't stumble upon vision for you. So realize you're making a change, and I and I I will be grateful and humbled and privileged when I, when I have the privilege of helping someone else. And uh. I'm getting in circles and getting a little uh, choked up here, but you guys are absolutely awesome because you understand me, and I and I will try to understand you and help you any way I can to get through this. Thank you so much, and with that, I'll pass. 
Thank you, um, Russ. Okay, Pete B, you're up. Thank you, moderator. Okay. Thank you, moderator. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, my name is Pete B. I'm a recovered compulsive eater, overeater in Pennsylvania, and I'm abstinent today by God's grace and mercy. And you know, I thought when I first came to OA or first came to recovery, a 12-step program, I was relieved to find that you know there were people there that ate out of the garbage like I did, and that there were people there that you know. Uh, just ridiculously stuffed themselves to their over full, till they were overloaded uh, to to get into a euphoric state, and 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 it was it was it was comforting to know that there were other people that were like me, and um, you know our, our our book on page I think it's uh, seventeen where it says that 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 common our common problem is an element of what keeps us together. But what really binds us is that we are working a common solution. You know, I, I have a very difficult time uh, feeling like, you know, another bum on the bus or whatever it, or whatever it is. I, I always feel terminally unique, right? And our literature says that the delusion that I am like other people has got to be smashed. And there are people that suffer from this disease in a different way than I suffer from it, and I'll use that as an excuse to, to, to fight my way out or to, or to relate my way out, right? And, and I, have, I have the condition that I have, and it causes me the issues that it causes me. But what we have and what keeps me here and will continue to keep me here is the fact that we have a common solution. And that common solution is a set of principles that are spiritual in nature, which if practiced as a way of life, will expel the obsession to drink and enable me to live happily and usefully whole. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a deal right there. You know, like I, I, you know, I can still feel completely unique, but the fact that I, am, that I have this solution implemented in my life gives me a chance, that it gives me hope that I can live victoriously uh, and empowered through this program, through, through implementing these 12 steps in my life. And that freedom is just indescribable. You know, it, for, for me, it's just indescribable. And I think I hear a lot of people explain it really, really eloquently and, you know, what they, what they relate to. Like what, I, what, what I'm grateful for is that I am not picking myself up on Monday morning, starting yet another diet, another program, seeking out some other organic bullshit nonsense that's going to finally deliver me to the body size that I need to be. Food is not my problem. I am my problem. And through this program, I am finding a way out. Thank you for letting me share. And I'll pass. Thank you so much. Okay, well, we have less than 30 seconds left, so I think we will just go ahead and close. And, Can I just um, say one thing real quick? Who is this? Oh, this is Virginia from Northern Virginia. It's just really quick. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to say the biggest thing that kept me from recovery, and I'm only a couple of days back from relapse for many years, is that I didn't believe that this disease killed. And I recently lost my sister-in-law's sister to a heart attack yesterday at 47. Um, and looking back, realized that my blood pressure was from... 70 over 30, and I had a pulse of 39 when I was anorexic. 
and it does kill. And I just wanted to say that because that was the biggest thing that I, since food is legal, it was very hard for me to understand how I was killing myself. Anyway, thanks for letting me share. Okay, thank you so much, Virginia. Okay, and thank you to everyone who shared. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, October 2nd, 2017, is 10493. That's 10,493. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Deborah S. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Our book is, this is Deborah S. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each man for this, each day for the sick man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.